tablets that, when consumed, would increase the soldier's alertness, decrease his desire for sleep and food, and overall boost his mood and take his mind off the horrors of war. And this was all thanks to the amazing power of meth. Yes, pervitin was methamphetamine, which in small doses was a useful tool for soldiers as it provided the aforementioned effects. However, larger doses or long-time use started to present problems. Agitation, irritability, sleeplessness, hallucinations, delirium, psychosis. Uh, hell, you probably don't need me to tell you why meth is bad. You've more than likely heard stories of meth binges where the user doesn't sleep for days and is completely off their gourd the entire time. Wrestler X-Pac was a meth addict for years and has told a story of a particular time when he took meth and stood in one spot for two or three days until someone found him. His feet had swelled so much that they burst open his boots. So today I will tell you a tale of a World War II soldier accidentally overdosing on pervitin during combat and ending up alone in the freezing Russian countryside where he had to survive for two weeks, all the while tripping balls on meth. Born in 1917, Imo Koivinen was a Finnish soldier in World War II. Despite eventually fighting against the Nazis, in 1941, Finland unofficially allied with the Germans against their common enemy, the Soviet Union. In 1944, Imo Koivinen found himself on ski patrol in Murmansk Oblast, Russia. The unit had been on the move almost non-stop for two days, but were now setting up a small camp in the forest to take a small break. Unfortunately, they were interrupted by their sentries opening fire. The Russians had found them. A firefight broke out, but it soon became clear that the Russians outnumbered the Finns and were moving around to surround them. Their only hope was to escape. The Finnish company started to retreat, with the Russians in hot pursuit. But not that hot, the temperature is below freezing. As the two sides exchange fire, Imo takes the lead. He estimates there is at least a platoon of Russians after them, and they seriously need to pick up the pace. However, Imo's need for speed is hampered by his lack of sleep. Despite the life-threatening circumstances, he's losing strength and starting to drift. The men behind him call out and tell him he needs to move faster, but his body is in protest, and so his need for speed is replaced with a need for speed. Imo had been entrusted with the unit supply of Pervitin, and now realized he was going to have to take some to stay awake. However, in the panic, he is unable to remove just one pill from the bottle with his mitts, and instead has accidentally poured the whole thing out, around 30 pills. I'm going to guess the sleep deprivation had clouded his judgment because when he sees this, he just decides to eat all of them. What? God only knows how he swallowed 30 fucking pills without water. Not long after, Imo is reinvigorated and he and his unit are able to successfully lose the Russians. It's just like they always say, kids, drugs are good for you. However, as time passes, Imo starts to notice the other effects of meth. The landscape appears to be changing form around him, and he drifts in and out of consciousness. After this point, Imo can only remember parts of the story, as if it were all a dream. His altered state does not go unnoticed by his unit, who are so worried by his delirious state, they take his ammo off him, unbeknownst to him. Imo fades out of consciousness, and when he snaps back to reality, he has no idea how much time has passed, but he is alone with no magazines for a submachine gun and no supplies in his backpack. So begins two weeks of isolated survival tweaking on meth. Imo recounts that he had largely lost sense of time 
and much of his journey consisted of him regaining consciousness while he was in the middle of doing something. He would often become lucid and have no clue how he got there, or how long it took, or why he was there. It's hard to know what was real and what was hallucination. The first thing he decides to do is head back to Finland. So, with compass in hand, he plots his course and goes on his merry way. Soon he is arguing with the boys about where they are and where they need to go. He sees smoke in the distance and realizes there's probably a camp there where they can ask. Then he wakes up and he is falling down the slope. He had imagined the whole thing, except for the smoke. It seems that there really was a camp not far away. Imo skis towards the camp. It must be the Germans. They look after him. Well, actually, it was the Russians. And now, there's no way back. With no ammo, <laughs> Imo just skis straight through the camp at full pelt. Shots are fired at him, and a few soldiers give chase. The chase goes on for an hour. At times, the Russians are a mere 20 meters away. But eventually, night falls and a storm breaks out, and Imo loses them. He sets up a fire and makes some tea from pine buds. Then he lies down and goes to sleep. However, after a while, he sees a pair of eyes shining in the darkness. It's a wolverine, and it's creeping dangerously close. Terrified, Imo unsheaths his knife. The wolverine lunges at him. He thrusts his knife forward. He wakes up. He has just punched a tree. The compass in his hand is now broken. After another day of skiing, Imo comes across an old friend. They rest under the spruce trees and chat, before the friend says they should get moving again. And so they go off. Imo wakes up. He is once again alone and is now missing his gun and his backpack. He's even lost his cooking pot, so no more tea for Imo. Another day and night of skiing and Imo comes across an abandoned cabin. He enters and finds a small pile of wood. He gathers it up for a fire, although he's so fucked he just builds it in the middle of the floor. He finds an old tin can and uses it to melt snow. With no pine buds to make tea, he just has to drink the hot water. He lies down next to the fire. Of course, being on the floor, the fire spreads. This doesn't seem to bother Imo though, and he just moves a little further away every time it gets too close. Eventually, the cabin is completely burnt and fucking collapses. There is a nearby furnace which Imo sets a fire in, and he falls asleep next to it. The next day, Imo follows the ski track to a guard post. This time, it must be the Germans. He gets close and calls out, but there is no answer. He takes a few steps towards the outpost before being blown on his ass. Imo has stepped on a mine. He's alive, but his left foot is fucked up. The guard post belonged to the Germans, but they had since mined it and abandoned it. As the cold is unbearable, Imo crawls a hundred meters towards a dugout to take shelter. He pulls at the door before being hit with a blinding light. When he awakes, he is 30 meters away from the dugout. The door was rigged with an explosive. Now his eyes and head hurt, and his trousers have the arse torn out. This is the end of his journey. He can't continue like this. He must simply wait. He rips off the front of his shirt and uses it to bandage his left foot. He makes a small fire from which he is able to boil water. He is starving, in pain, weak, and freezing cold. The nights and days pass by until one day there is a shot. The Russians are approaching. Imo prepares to meet his maker until he hears shouting. The language is not Russian, but Finnish. He calls out to the soldiers for help. He is saved. The soldiers explain their sergeant had just stepped on a mine and they need to take him back to safety first. 
but they will return. He tries to argue, but they leave. Imo wonders, will they even remember him by the time they get back? Will he still be alive? Were they even real? Again, days pass by. One day, a Siberian jail lands nearby. Slowly, Imo lifts his ski pole, and with his last remaining strength, brings it down on top of the bird, killing it. He plucks most of the feathers, and he just fucking eats the thing raw. Imo thinks it is delicious. Some time later, he hears a plane overhead. It is German reconnaissance. Imo shakes his ski pole, and the pilot seems to take notice as the plane begins to circle overhead. Soon, Imo is reached by Finnish and German soldiers. They had been searching for him after they noticed his absence from the unit. The Germans clear the minefield, and Imo Kovoinen is rescued. At the hospital, Imo learns he had been on his own for two weeks, and the guard post he had spent half that time lying in was 400 kilometers from where he had started. His heart rate is measured 200 beats per minute, and he weighed a shocking 43 kilograms. But he has survived. And like all meth abusers, Imo Koivinen lived a long and happy life, dying in 1989 at the age of 71. Actually, I suppose that isn't really that old. Maybe meth isn't good for you after all. I wouldn't know. I've never tried it. It's not really a big thing in Ireland. So until I open a P.O. box and let you all send me some, I suppose I'll just have to stick with good old harmless alcohol. This is your own doing. <laughs>